Slightly Above Average Gamers, Way Above Average Podcast. Welcome to the Slightly Above Average Gaming Podcast with your hosts, J007TV and Sub1KD. Welcome to the Slightly Above Average Gaming Podcast. I'm J007 with my partner here, the esteemed Sub1KD. How are you, my guy? I'm doing, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? How has your week been? It's been pretty good, and you know, I um, seems like there's something big that happened today. I can't figure out what that was. Can you? Uh, well, today was um, Happy International Marshmallow Day. Oh, fantastic, fantastic! Give me some Stay Puffed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, man, how's your week, brother? You know, my week was okay. It wasn't uh, wasn't too shabby. Did uh, had some fun and ranked. Had some fun. Uh, yeah, lockdown came back yesterday, so got to have some fun there. Um, spent a little bit of time flying around in Starfield, finally getting some hours on that game, and nice. uh, just yeah, just generally having a good time. I um, uh, had my birthday yesterday, so got oh, to enjoy crap, that. Dude, happy birthday, man! <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, you know, if I advertised it, more people would know about it, but I, I haven't said much. So, well, you but, told uh, me, and I just you know. Being this week with my boss like I was, and it was a pretty exhausting week, I just completely forgot. That's yeah. my bad. Happy happy 40th birthday, my guy. Oh, you're calling me young. I love it. 41. Nice. So, a.k.a. old. I hear you, man. I hear you. You know, it's funny. Once I, I feel like once I turned 40, like I started hurting myself in like really <laughs> stupid ways, like getting laundry out of the dryer or like rolling over in bed the wrong way. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, but you know, I, I did hear, aside from it being International Marshmallow Day, I did hear something else going on in the COD community. Uh, something about COD Next and the reveal of the next year of Call of Duty. Yeah, it was awesome, man. Um, I don't know how much of it you got to see, but I, I pretty much watched the whole thing. I kind of bailed once it kind of got to the middle part of the mobile part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly just cause I had to, uh, go pick up my daughter, but, um, you know, I, I, I don't know how much mobile I'm going to play. I know we were kind of talking about that, but you know, the meat and potatoes of the actual event I, I got to see. And, you know, just like the world series of Warzone, you really got to give Activision credit. They know how to put on a production, uh, when yeah, it comes they do. to these kind I of look- events. Now I didn't see anything because I unfortunately was stuck at work and it was a, uh, it was the kind of day where I was just out in the field all day. I had absolutely no ability to look at anything other than what I was doing. So I have no idea what anything looks like, but I did get to listen to it. So I got I got to pick up on a couple of tidbits and just hearing what's coming. Um, I am going to jump on the bandwagon and say that Warzone is saved. Yeah, and you know we'll get into uh, the Warzone aspect of it in a little bit more detail um, here in just a few. But I mean, just overall, the the feeling that I got um, the last like twelve to eighteen hours before the event, and just the tweets I'm seeing from I was seeing from people was just overwhelmingly positive. And yeah, you know. But then there's also those that are like, well, this is all stuff that should have been in Modern Warfare 2. And it's like, yeah, okay, bro. You know what? It is what it is. You know, Modern Warfare 2 is the game it is. This one is going to be a new game. They they made some mistakes with it, and they've corrected in a year. So yeah. let's just move on, right? 
And I don't want to hear also people, I, well, I, I do hear people saying, well, it was supposed to be a two-year game and this is basically DLC. Why, why do we care? Like, at the end of the day, shouldn't we just want a good game that's fun to play? I mean, I think that's that's what we want every year, especially on an annual release like this. So I think that's that's spot on. Um, you know, I don't the the two year thing I laugh at because and I was guilty of this too. Is you know it was I don't know what back channel communication it, you know that Bloomberg reporter got his hands on, but he went solid on it and reported it as fact. And apparently, in Activision, it was nothing more than just a boardroom conversation that got shelved and and never got turned into anything. So it's kind of curious. It, it, it's going to be interesting to see. It, it sounds like we're going to have, you know, maybe two years of back-to-back franchises, you know, sort of alternating between Black Ops and and Modern Warfare, and then whatever the heck they come up with in between. You know, we're going to get two years of Modern Warfare, and then it sounds like maybe two years of Black Ops. Works for me, man. I, yeah. You know, I, I like both franchises. I mean, you and I have talked about both of this, you know, and the differences between the two. Um, you know, before I think that, um, you know, getting a second year with this modern, um, you know, warfare storyline and things like that is, um, I, I think it's pretty awesome, man. Um, uh, you know, cause COD really hasn't done that in a long time. It's been a one yearly title after another, after another and rotating, just like you said. So this is going to be well, really I, cool to see what they can do with the yeah. content moving forward. And Hey, look, they're, they're letting, they're carrying over, you know, work that everyone put into modern warfare too you know you're not going to lose your orion camo you're not going to lose your you know your character skins that you know that you played with in this one it's going to be an interesting dynamic because they've never done that before so but you know i'm i'm down for putting putting work into into a grind that you know means means something a little bit further on you know those of us who are warzone mains were kind of spoiled because we've been enjoying three you know we enjoyed three years of content all mushed together for better or for worse, you know, with the, the multiplayer mains and the zombie people, they uh, they have to start over every year. So this will be an interesting way to go about it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, I was talking with somebody earlier today about that, you know, just them rolling things over, like you mentioned, um, you know, because there's people that are like, well, I'm not going to buy the next game because, you know, for, for Warzone to play a free-to-play game. And I'm like, well, you're going to really need to to rank up the Modern Warfare 3 guns because you and I both know Activision is still going to Activision, right? They're oh, not yeah. going to let people... It's not going to happen. They they have become experts at extracting money from people. Um, <laughs> and so, you know... Those Say that Modern again Warfare louder th- for the people in the back. <laughs> they have become experts for extracting money from people, myself included. I'm not going to lie. There's been several times I've been like, just take my money, you know? Yep. But... You know, those guns, the Modern Warfare 3 guns, are. I guarantee you there's going to be some advantage for those guns over the Modern Warfare 2 guns. There just well, will be. And I want to get into what I heard them talk about and what I think it means going forward in a little bit. So remind me about that. But before, you know, before we dive down the next hole, I do think that I want to, I want to take a quick look at where we stand with Ranked, with kind of the state of Warzone right now, because I know a lot of people are cringing and having to go back to it after watching next that's been the uh you know that's been the uh the sentiment that i've seen on on x twitter tw- xter what are we calling it now um, but, um, it's twitter <laughs> <laughs> it'll be forever twitter yeah um, screw you elon you know and, and, it, and it's going to be one of those people are going to go back and they're going to hate playing warzone from now until you know until november um but yeah so we had uh 
some significant changes to the ranked mode. Um, they they removed the pizza box, the the re, the redeploy flare. If we're going to actually use the correct term for it, it looks like a pizza box. So that's what I call it. Um, and reduced the player count. They basically rolled over the uh, rolled over the um, the the changes they'd made to to the public games um, into ranked. Which um, you know, on the one hand, I don't think that it's bad in terms of pace of play. I know as you get farther up the SR ladder, fewer players means it's harder to extract the SR you need. So I understand that there's some concern. One of the things that irritates me about this is that they had um, uh, they had specifically called out the redeploy flares as a feature to aid in putting more players on the map so you can get more eliminations so that you can have more people to fight, even with fewer people to start with. I don't disagree that that helps, but now it's been pulled from ranked, um, which kind of undermines their idea, you know, kind of undermines their logic a bit. Thoughts? Well, so I there's a couple thoughts on the redeploy flip. Um, we'll refer to it as the pizza box moving forward, um, <laughs> but we are talking about the redeploy flip because I love that. I give that all the credit to that to you. Um, so part of the issue is is that you know th- there were teams that were actually abusing the the redeploy flares. And I, I watched a very large content creator and his buddies doing it uh, not even just three or four days ago. It was in-game. They each had two or three of them. Uh, they dropped them in the last circle for the last guy to redeploy his friends. And they literally did this two or three times to farm SR. So, okay. you know, I, I see why they did why part of why they took those out. And, you know, the World Series of Warzone, you know, we talked about that. That became kind of a flare fest too, you know? So, but I, you know, I I think that rather than taking them out, what they should have done is, and, you know, they could even do this in pubs and I'd be okay with it, is limit the amount of times you can be redeployed by a flare and then shut them off at, at, you know, at a certain point. Um, If I remember correctly, they did that in Warzone 1 with the flares. So, yeah, towards the end. Did they have the, flares in Warzone 1? In, towards Caldera, yeah, in Caldera. Yeah. So, yeah. you know... Usually they, the Rita plays, they do shut off around the time the Gulag closes. Yeah, like that's... Yeah. That, so the, the problem that I see that's going to happen is, is that now even more so people are going to camp buy stations. So yeah. it's even more risky for you to go and try to res a teammate, you know, or get a teammate mm-hmm. redeployed in because... You and I both know people are going to be camping by stations for kills. And, you know, dropping the player count down to 102 plus taking away the flares, that's going to dramatically change the SR landscape, in my opinion, because especially for the upper tier players, because, you know, they don't play it like we do. We've discussed this. They pop, they push, and because they have to, they have to go and get kills, you know, um, just to be able to get get their buy-in, you know, or at least match their buy-in or even go positive SR. So, you know, I get that, but I I just think that there was another way to go about doing it as far as the flares go. But I mean, I, I, I played, um, I think I played two games of ranked so far this season, um, you know, since they dropped the player count and I'll tell you the game did feel a lot slower paced to me. Um, You think so? It it felt felt that way to me. So I feel like it's been, I feel like it is faster. The first, the first circle feels faster. It feels like I'm picking the game up, kind of almost in the in the third circle off the drop, 
or the second circle off the drop, just the speed of which that first circle moves. You know, depending on, especially depending on where it, where it drops, you get you get a uh, circle that cuts, you know, half of it's cut off the map, and you know, most people are dropping in circle, right? Unlike, right. Um, right. unlike when you're out at, um, uh, what's it called? You know, uh, you have the full map to drop on, and you got people dropping all, all all over the place, all by themselves. They can hang out, loot, get their stuff, and move on without even firing a shot. And I feel like they've limited that that opening opening waves. So I feel like there's there's often more action in the first like off the drop and then you know we still have a lull a little bit, but I do, I feel like I'm getting into the into the you know the meat of the uh the rotations a lot faster. Do you think that that lull basically is just the way people are as far as you know how they're going to play the game because it's ranked and it won't really matter what the player count is because if you notice the lull is still mid game. Yeah. Well, I, it's it's that way in pubs too. Yeah, and I think it's it, true. I think it's a combination. I'm going to tell you, I think it's a combination of the fact that it is it is a slower game and it is a slower um, it, it is a more open map than than we've had in the past. You know, uh, well, Caldera was open in like bad ways. This is open in good ways. You know, you have flat terrain. You can use vehicles. There's ways to traverse it efficiently. Um, but you know, you can end up you know in Rohan with a long rotation that you don't necessarily want to you don't want to dilly dally on you don't want to go looking for trouble in the middle of a rotation versus if you think back to verdance you could rotate you know you could rotate and be in a gunfight your entire rotation with with multiple teams and that just isn't something that i think shows up in almazra as much because when you're rotating you're you're trying to cover open ground and you got to do it quick otherwise you're going to get capped by somebody with a with a signal 50 sitting there waiting for you right yeah that's true that's true. Um, let's see. The other change they made to rank that I'm not sure you're aware of yet is they fixed the Alt Four, Alt F Four exploit. I am aware of that. I saw that this afternoon. They put finally put ranked back. Conspiracy theory says they took ranked out so that people could watch, participate, and do and host watch parties that were uh, high end players without running the risk of losing SR uh, position to people who ground through the game instead of watching that's an interesting theory yeah interesting theory so so yeah i mean i think that's good that they fixed that because that's pretty fucking cheesy dude you know i mean it just goes completely against the integrity of the game and i don't know anybody that got anybody that that did it should have should be punished for sure as far as SRY. you know and I, i think it's one of those things of like when the game was out and it was pretty unstable i understand you don't want to penalize people for getting you know, crashed out of a game, especially if they're being crashed out five, six, seven times a night. In this case, it's it's stable. It is very stable. I mean, I just don't hear people crash. Well, I hear people crashing out, but it's you know happens to coincide with when they uh, you know they got shot in the back and died. Um, and so I don't think that uh, I don't think we need that SR protection as much as we did. And maybe it needs to come back later if the game becomes unstable again. But I think for now. We absolutely need to be um, to be dealing SR losses to people who quit out. For sure, for sure. So, anything else on the current state of Warzone? I know I played last night, and the game felt pretty good to me. I, I had a I had a good night, you know, first night back in a few days, and um, we ended up pulling a win, so that was cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, I haven't played I, Warzone. I didn't play last night. I played um, I played Lockdown for a bit, just trying to grind that battle pass, mm-hmm. and it was laggy. You know, it was, of course, nine o'clock, ten o'clock Pacific time is is a little rough. Uh, 
getting that close to to next i imagine they'd had a lot of servers deviated for for the beta but um it was uh it was laggy it felt like the battle days when i was on my bad internet and i got to aim like 5 feet in front of somebody to get the kill <laughs> <laughs> but uh it was still fun that that 300 shotgun is uh it's something else combine that with some throwing knives and you can just make little kids scream well that i tell you that gun um contributed to the worst night of Warzone I think I've probably ever had. Um this was like a week or so ago, like right when it first came out. And you know, I first the that the night just didn't start well anyway. We hopped in resurgence number two and I did and for like the first six or eight games, dude, I think I had one kill, dude. Just I could oh. not catch a break. So naturally my blood pressure's already rising at this point, right? Yep. So then we finally switch over to Al Mazra and things start to kind of turn around. I'm starting starting to get rolling. I'm getting kills and, you know, things like that. But we lost in-game several times because of that stupid-ass shotgun. It happened at least three times in the final circle. And, and, and you know, legitimately, that's the reason why we lost. Yeah. You know, so I was frustrated about that. Um, I actually, uh, you know, you know how I feel about high alert. No one will ever be able to change my mind about high alert. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I get myself in a position while a team is fighting my team and I literally come up and can ear hole and get two quick knocks. But this dude has the psychic ability to know where I'm at and, you know, or know which way I'm looking at him from. He drops a smoke and then his teammates kill me. I just, I, I, I was extremely frustrated. Um, you know, and I don't think I've been that frustrated in a while. But um, the next night was fine, and then last night was pretty good. I feel like the game's still pretty fun to me. Um, you know, I don't think we really ran into that shoddy very much last night. I'm hoping it catches a nerf, but I don't think it's going to catch a nerf until uh, probably at least after they sell that Doom bundle. <laughs> well, I mean... I No, I don't think you're wrong, because that that's going to be... That's going to be everywhere as soon as that Doom Bundle drops. I don't think we're going to see much change until, well, I mean, I don't know. They might push something out between this week and next week, but I wouldn't be surprised if they, they left it alone until after the the full beta was done. Yeah, and, you know, I don't even have that even th- that thing unlocked. Like, I have it unlocked, but it's like a level four, you the know, lock, so I... I the lock and, with 300? Oh, yeah, man. I, but you're not, you, you, you haven't done the, the camo grinding. No, I don't do the camo grinding. Um, you know, so I basically un- I, I run guns for attachments and attachments only. So I will tell I will tell you that that gun in shipment is a lot of fun, even without the trigger. In the multiplayer, you don't need it. You know, you know, one barrel one barrel will will single tap across the map, and uh, it's like it's the best parts of a shotgun and the best parts of a sniper all in one. Well, you, you remember in Modern Warfare 2019, and then even Warzone. Um, you know, the first Warzone. It was a mm-hmm. problem over there, the 725. Well, the 7, I don't, that thing was never viable in Warzone, was it? It, it had a little, it was tiny run. It was tiny. It wasn't it very long, but I mean, especially over in, they might have, actually, you know what, they might have nerfed that before really it got into Warzone. I think they did. It was breaking so, multiplayer over there for a while. I, you know what? My highest scoring game was in, was, was, was with that gun when it was meta. I ran a, I, uh, about 118. Oh, wow. On uh, on shipment with it, just being terrible. So <laughs> it was it was awful. I I, I tell you I, what, I shipment's it. a feast or famine map. Oh, you know yeah. what? It's one of those maps like you're either slaying out or you're just getting clapped. 
And we're not even talking about the hardcore version of shipment because that you got to fight not only the other people you got to fight your damn teammates <laughs> and you got to fight the ricochet part of it that used to be called hardcore ricochet where you know if you team kill so many times you die mm-hmm. so then you're having to deal with that so i won't touch that map on uh hardcore for sure but you know speaking of maps and multiplayer yeah. we ought to transition over to um you know what we saw and heard today from um from folks on Modern Warfare 3. Um, yeah. My initial impression is it looks very, very good to me. It looks like this could be the best, maybe even most balanced Call of Duty we've had in a while. And what I mean by balanced is it's it seems like it has a little something for everyone. Like they gave us movement back, but I think that there's going to be trade-offs for that. And mm-hmm. I'm totally okay with that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm totally okay with that. So then people are going to be able to play to their own um, play style. Uh, the maps that I saw, High Rise was the main one. It seemed like everybody was on High Rise and Estates. They look yeah. absolutely incredible. Um, you know, so, and, and I thought the graphics like it, like, yeah. looked really good too. Yeah, like I said, I haven't been able to see these things yet because work. But from everything I heard from people playing them, everybody seemed to have a good time. Uh, somebody pointed out on Twitter, and I and I, I tend to agree with this, that it was definitely a, the attitude and the response that people had definitely seemed to be eager to queue in again, rather than interact with chat and just kind of enjoy the experience of being there. And that was pointed out as a distinction in the feeling of the room, you know, versus the last year at Next, where a lot of creators hyped up the game and they talked good about it, but their eagerness to play another game was low, you know, wasn't as prevalent. Well, and and I mean, last year at Next, the other create the creators, a lot of them are the same ones that are there this year. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, they were kind of like, oh yeah, the game's gonna be good, blah blah blah. But they they were not pumping up Modern Warfare Two in the same way that the last eighteen hours has gone for Modern Warfare Three. It is almost night and day. Yeah, I mean, you the can question go is, back. Is that the question is, is is how how genuine is that going to be versus how much is that marketing spend paying off? I, I, well, I I mean, they remember they got to play it early yesterday. Today is not the right. first day they played it. They played some yesterday when they tested all the setups. So that was after that. It was after that is when I started seeing all those tweets. You yeah. know, and I think that after season three, with the way that went, you know, we talked about this earlier. The way season three went, you know, with the after their dev call and you know. Warzone is saved and, you know, Modern Warfare is saved, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I don't think they're willing to do that again. You know, I would you know, hope so not. So, I think it's genuine, in my opinion. Yeah. And I'm going to point out, too, that this, you know, it was an alpha build that they're on. It was pointed out again tonight, uh, today. And, you know, we had, you know, if you go back and you look at clips of the beta from Modern Warfare 2 the, versus the launch date, the game's played very differently. So things can still change between now and then. So I still maintain that we need to be we need to be op- excited and optimistic, but we've got to temper that a little bit yeah. um, with with understanding that they could still not deliver what they want, like what we want from them. I, well, I, you know, I think after the backlash for the last nine months, they would be absolutely crazy not to, you know, because I, I mean, some of the things that I saw in in next in both the multiplayer and 
um, in Warzone are things that we, some of us, have been asking for for four years. And we'll mm-hmm. get into that when we cover Warzone. There's one or two things yeah. specifically that I think are just huge, huge uh, W's by uh, by Raven and by just Activision and the other devs in general. So um, I think that's um, I I think that it's going to be uh, there, it has a high probability. I'm not going to 100% commit that it's going to be awesome, but it has a high probability of being very, very good. All right. Fair. So interesting, interesting uh, turn of events for a lot of the maps. Um, 16 originals from the uh, the good old days. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember many of them in bits and pieces. I'll be honest. I don't remember every single detail of every single map. I remember a couple of, a couple of them, you know, Rust. Obviously, had a Redux in 2019, so yeah, I remember that better. Um, I remember Favela. I remember some of these other ones. So I'm excited to you know play these maps again. A lot of them for the first time again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like my wife when uh you know her her ability to remember movies is uh, is about 10 seconds. So if I wait long enough, she can watch she can watch her favorite movie again for the first time mm-hmm. um, routinely. And uh, yeah, it is. It's going to be fun to play those maps. I, I heard everybody enjoying them. They were faithfully reproduced with all the, the important parts with a few other additions like some doors and um, some areas being made accessible that would previously be not accessible. So some positive notes on that. Um, the movement we touched on, you know, it sounds like they've, they're balancing movement. Things like the, uh, the boots and, you know, the gear and stuff like that. Oh, I have a... Um tweet that I, I bookmark let's see i don't I, you know it's funny i don't really use twitter that much via browser it's all the app um, <laughs> everything's in a bad, weird spot yeah it really is but um yeah let me see here there were a couple bookmarks things that i saved that i thought were very interesting you know you mentioned movement i posted a I reposted a clip of uh aiden mm-hmm. putting these boys on skates holy hell <laughs> I can't. That is what I'm talking about. Love it. But again, yeah. what's the trade-off to be able to do that? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I from what I understand is there's a lot of like, if you want to shoot while sliding, you lose fast hands. You lose some of these other these other aspects. I think we've kind of eyeballed some of these. Yeah, some of these leaked perks. Um, mm-hmm. Tomorrow will be interesting to see them all in play. So, but from what I hear, everything played pretty well. Now the the Boots and the and those things, those from what I heard are not transitioning over to Warzone. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not entirely sure about that. I I would think that it does though, because if you think about it, like it, it's I, I can't imagine it would be really that hard. All you're really doing is maybe just changing up the interface just a little bit um, with the next iteration. And I would have thought they would have built that in anyway once they were going to go to. Uh, you know, that kind of system, because essentially it's just another way of saying perks. Yeah. You know, is, is what is what it is. I mean, whether they do or they don't, I it's to me, that's not a deal breaker. Um, I no. think for the multiplayer, I think that's I think that's kind of cool. It's going to be neat to do to be able to pick and choose some of these things. And, you know, like the the tactical pads being able to slide and shoot like that's going to be awesome. Yeah. And those animations looked fantastic. They look I mean, I. Everything yeah. looked snappy today. I will tell you, as as you've heard me complain endlessly about, is the slowness of being able to do anything. You know, and, and if you're a player of my esteemed caliber, 
complaining that it takes too damn long to be able to do something, it tells you there's a problem there. Yeah. So yeah, it, I mean, it, it looked better. It looked clean. It looked fast, snappy, as you put it. So I, I, I think there's a lot of a lot of positivity to take from that. There's some exciting new weapons that are going to be in there. They're not new. They're old weapons like the ACR mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the ACR 6.8 battle rifle. And, um, you know, the, actually there's a G36 yeah. C that's that. going to be in there. Like, I, I'm excited to see the weapons that they're bringing in here. You know, I mean, they brought a ton in Modern Warfare 2. I think, to be honest, that's one of the best things about Modern Warfare 2 is just the amount of weapons that there are. I mean. And the gunsmith was good with the tuning and everything yeah. else. And those things are moving over into Modern Warfare 3. Yeah. Like, we're going to be able to tune. But one of the differences is we're going to, uh, and I'm not, I can't remember what it's called, but be able to turn a pistol into an SMG. What, what is that? What were they calling Amp. That? The amps. The aftermarket parts. Yes, the aftermarket so, parts. Thank you, sir. Yeah. So they are looking, uh, They those are looking cool. I, I, I'm... You know, we'll see how they how they make them work. I'm curious to find out if they're going to be, you know, kind of like game breaking or like their way of introducing new guns without actually introducing new guns, that sort of thing. Um, right. But I, but it opens doors for them to be creative in ways that are otherwise, you know, would be more challenging. So you know, they could, re- you know, for example, turning the Renetti into a submachine gun via, you know, the aftermarket conversion kit. Um, kind of opens the door to that and they mentioned that that would be you know a, a, a secondary instead of a second primary which uh you know again could change the game you know they, there could be a lot of different ways to play it so i think that's really good another thing i don't know if you notice this this is going to change the way we play the game and it's coming to warzone according to what they said is how they do the dealing with damage profiles so right now you know if you look at if you go on to S- uh, sim.gg or you go to true game data and you mm-hmm. take a look at the damage profiles you have you have the head, you have the neck, you have the upper chest, you know, upper torso, lower torso, upper leg, lower leg, upper arm, lower arm, arm. You probably have hands and ear and, you know, have, you know, your, your pinky finger probably has different damage than your thumb if you get hit in that. Depend, you know, and there's so much going on when you shoot somebody. And what the, what the guy, I, I want to say it was Ted Timmons talking about it, but I don't know exactly what it was. But what he was saying is that it creates an inconsistency in your gunfights. And this is true. If you're fighting somebody and they rotate on you and you hit mostly arm shots, right, instead of torso shots, even though you're aimed at the right place, it's going to take create a longer time to kill because you deal significantly less damage to the arms than you do to the torso. Versus if you hit somebody in the upper torso, neck, and head, radically shortens the time to kill, right? So at the end of the day, what you end up with is a series of gunfights where you have the same gun and you can fight at the same range and it's three completely different feel, like um, feelings in terms of how that gunfight goes, you know, your little, uh, you know, it's, it's like Goldilocks, like who, who, which, which bear are you getting? Are you getting the, you know, porridge is too hot. It's, you know, it's too fast. It's too slow, you know, versus just right. And I think what they were talking about is how they're, they're condensing the damage profile so that it's, yes, you deal less damage to the arm, but it's not radically different. It doesn't dramatically change if you're hitting them in the upper arm versus the lower arm, for example versus the torso right so it's a little bit slower but it's not going to be what they were saying is it's not going to be like this radical difference between the two the goal is to hit you know body shots and head shots and that's where the the multiplier comes in and really increases your ability to kill quicker yeah and i i mean i think as far as that goes that the headshot should always have a bigger multiplier or a better multiplier period the end um 
you know, over every other body part. But I mean, like, you know, when you start talking limbs, it, to me, it would make sense for the limbs to all basically be about equal, um, you know, and then mm-hmm. upper torso a little bit more so than lower torso, you know, and then and then just leave it at that. You and know, I, that would and be this. So, they're making it more yeah. simplistic is what it sounds like to me. More simplistic to be a more consistent engagement. And I, yeah. I and I applaud that. I think that's good because yeah. we've all been there. You're shooting a guy, they're shooting you, you guys have the same gun, like Gulag is a perfect example of where this happens. It's like, we're shooting each other, but I happen to be hitting hitboxes that, you know, for whatever reason, I'm hitting one or two arms instead of all chest. He hits all chest. I die. He responds. Um, and it's all because the multipliers are so wonky, you know, so wonky that it creates a huge differential between the two gunfights. Well, it's almost like those situations where it's like in the gulag, right? You're looking down one lane. You you hit them with a burst, right? Mm-hmm. Then they run. You move. You see them again. Hit them with another burst. So you've then hit them with two bursts. But then somehow they're able to hit you with what is basically one burst and get the kill for it. It's it's that's yep. the kind of wackiness I get. I guess that I can see what you're talking about for sure. Yep. So. So yeah, that's that along with some of the reduced recoil that we saw, some of the better um the, the reduced gunfight debris, we'll yeah, call it let, all the muzzle smoke and the crap that comes out of the barrel of your gun. Yeah, let's talk about that. So in the multiplayer aspect of it, it didn't seem to me like there was a ton of visual recoil. Like mm-hmm. not you didn't have, like you said, all the smoke and all the other BS things going on and the the muzzle shake, you know, you know, quite so much. So I think that's gonna be good. But where I did kind of see that, at least a lot of the muzzle shake was when they were showing the zombie stuff, which, you know, I don't play zombies. So I don't, I, I, and I don't know if it was just kind of a one-off thing or if it's going to mm-hmm. be like that in zombies. Maybe it was like that because they had guns with no attachments versus the attachments. Because I'm sure with the tuning, that stuff's still going to matter to some degree, right? I would imagine. Yeah, I like I said, I, I haven't seen all the gameplay, but I did, you know, I, I did watch couple of clips of people demonstrated the, the you know the gunfire and everything i've seen it, it looks closer to the vanguard era of call of Warzone and the guns the gunplay we saw there than it does modern warfare 2 well i i mean there there were a couple things that were bad I, I don't know i mean i guess both games like there's good things about them and bad things about them you know maybe that's just the good thing about the vanguard guns because they were incredibly smooth to shoot yep well, so, I mean, you had know, 10 attachments, yeah. too, so why yeah. wouldn't they be? <laughs> they better be. You know, 10 attachments. Um, so, yeah, no, hopefully we're going to see a better, um, just a, a, hopefully we, we're going to see a better gunfight experience where you're going to see what you're shooting at. You know, I don't know about you, but I run into this scenario more often than I care to admit where I have to rely on aim assist to actually stay on target because I can't see a darn thing. There's smoke, there's debris, there's something's on fire. There's always yeah. something. And I think that that is a negative at the end of the day because I can't, you know, I, I can't see what I'm shooting at. So I just have to shoot down a hallway. And a lot of times, you know, I know they happen to walk in front of it and they're going to catch catch a few extra strays because, you know, the, the aim assist will take it on. But, um, you know, being able to see where I'm shooting, being able to actually hit my target intentionally is, I think, a a better scenario than what we've what we've kind of had in Modern Warfare 2, in my opinion. Right. You know, you said something that's a perfect segue. Um, one of the things that some of the creators were talking about uh, on Twitter about aim assist was that it didn't seem to quite lock on as much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's only one way to really find out about that, and that's to play the game. But I mean, in their in in their opinion, aim assist didn't seem as strong. Now, I 
you know, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, I guess it's a good thing for the mouse and key players. <laughs> I mean, you know, but, yeah. you know, I warm up every day without aim assist on. And I can tell you, mm-hmm. mid and long range, I don't struggle nearly as much. Close range, when there's any kind of jittery movement or quick movement, even with the bots strafing left to right, just going left, right, left, right, I have a hard time tracking So uh, w- without it. So, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, so, I mean, we've we've mentioned this before, but aim assist really thrives in the close range, up, you know, up close high movement scenarios where somebody is strafing, you know, side to side, or they're, they're trying to cut around you or, or wrap you or, you know, bunny hop or whatever the case may be. And so that's, that's been the, that was always the Achilles heel of keyboard and mouse is that you have to deal with that up close gunfights occasionally. And the, you know, the controllers held the advantage, but you know, previous iterations of Warzone at least you've had different loadouts and different ways of taking you know of approaching fights that would benefit mouse and key you know the car 98 was a perfect example of that was that was the mouse and key dream right you just have to you know practice your snap you know it's a one tap um aim assist not required so um i think that there's definitely a there's definitely there should be a balance hopefully they bring a balance back so at the very least the complaints on twitter go down oh my Uh, god If only to, I mean, if only to, to make that, dude. I'm telling you, I, I, and and you know, I'm at the point right now where when I do post about aim assist, it's only because I've watched for three days prior people bitching uh-huh. about it. So I'm like, you know what, fuck it. I'm gonna poke <laughs> the bear a little bit. You know, um, yes, we all know mouse and key players don't like aim assist. So what? Like, big deal. We don't like the fact that you can fucking snap and have no recoil. And use your whole arm on a desk, dude. Stop it. <laughs> You yeah. Know, so, but um, so you know, yeah. It's uh the the aim assist thing is um it's 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 an interesting development if true. Yeah, and and as I told you earlier, you know that's one of those things of people will swear aim assist changes over time, and then when you go in and you and you test it at every reasonable level, like any any measurable way of actually gauging how effective it is, that mm-hmm. changes are negligible. They're 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 essentially irrelevant game to game. And so, you know, and, and I've done that. You, you, you've seen my, my work on Twitter. I've done that. I've gone all the way mm-hmm. back to 2005, you know, the first instance that we had aim assist. Um, and, and it behaves very similar to the aim assist that we have, you know, in, in 2019 um, and, and through that era. So, I mean, it, fundamentally, the, the, it hasn't changed. What's changed is the game has sped up. The, the, the play styles have changed. Um, the way that people approach their gunfights have changed. And, you know, the, the natural side effect of that is that aim assist becomes more valuable on controller in those scenarios. And the game is kind of shied away from what has made mouse and keyboard shine. Well, let me, let me ask you this. You're, you're more technically savvy than I am. So is it, is, is there an input difference as far as milliseconds wise from mouse and key to controller? Because I would think that the technology for the mouse and key would be better than the controller as far as the speed with which you press the button and then it reacts because like analog controllers like that just seems really a lot slower and less precise than say like a mouse and key. Well, it depends, right? It, you know, obviously, you know, mouse and key has, has, has an extra whole arm attached to, uh, to its ability to, to perform. Um, but the, you can get a controller to have an input delay, an official input delay to, to virtually zero, like one millisecond or less, right? Like, so, 
you can get the ability to push a button to to respond instantly, right? Same as same as same with the mouse, right? You click the button, it, the response is like millisecond or less. Mm-hmm. What where you get into the difference? What and why mouse and key has so many advantages over controller, aim assist not included, is that the the movements are precise. The mouse movements are precise, right? You you are using you're using your hand, you're using your arm. You can control, you know, your your DPI. So how much? So basically, if anybody doesn't know how a modern mouse works, there's a tiny camera that's the red light under the mouse that takes pictures of what's underneath it, and then it compares each picture to the next picture, and that determines how much how, where the mouse is moving, how fast it's moving. Right? That's how the mouse does it. And so you know, they, they, now they do pulsing lasers. They have all kinds of cool tech in the in high end mice. To be very precise, you can get up to you know so DPI measures how many pictures are you taking essentially in in a, in a over a certain amount of time, how high resolution, so it can very accurately track where that where you're moving. Um, so you can be very very accurate and very precise, and not just precise in moving from one point to another, but acceleration, changing directions. Right, you know if you if you wanted to wave your hand, right, you can move your hand very quickly. You know and start and stop, right? Versus if you have to move your hand, if you want to take your hand and touch your ear and then extend it straight out, right? That movement takes longer. It just physically takes longer than just moving your wrist. Mm-hmm. And so analog controls are very comparable to that difference, right? On a mouse, I can move the mouse very quickly, a very short amount distance and move it back a short distance. And the speed at which I move it translates into the game at how fast and how far I'm going to rotate stop and rotate back right so when you see those clips of people on mouse and key where they can just like their screen just like they look 90 degrees one way 90 degrees the other 90 degrees back like you know that trick shot style Mm -hmm. that's because they can do that very quickly on a mouse on a controller the joystick starts at zero you have to push it all the way to one side it you preset how fast your character will rotate based on how much you move it to the side, right? And that's your sensitivity, right? That's what, you know, so 2020 players look cracked like mouse players because it moves so quickly. And we have lots of settings to kind of control that, but it's all, it's all non-variable, right? Like it, it does what it does every time you do it. But then you have to rotate back to zero. And what happens is you have an acceleration. So in your settings, you have it's called an acceleration curve. And so most people play on dynamic or linear. Yeah, play on dynamic. Right? And so all that means is that if you move it slowly to the side, it it moves you a little bit. If you jam it over, it moves you to fast. You know, it, it ups it play, you know pushes you to full speed faster, right? That's all. All it does is translate how fast when you move your stick, what happens. In the case of a thumbstick, right? If you want to if you want to look to the right and then look to the left, you have to push the thumbstick all the way to the right. The cursor has to you know your cursor on screen has to accelerate until you've hit the rotation you want. Then you have to bring it back to zero to stop mm-hmm. your rotation, and it decelerates back to zero. And then you have to go the other way, right? It has to re-accelerate in the other direction. So when you look at a controller versus a mouse and keyboard, like the ability to control a controller or to control a mouse and to be accurate and, and go from being incredibly fast to incredibly accurate, it's you have complete control over that. You as a player versus a controller, there's technology that is preset and pre-configured when you start the game, that determines how fast and how quick, you know, how efficiently you can move from one direction to the other. As long, so those two input, like that's the big problem between the two inputs. You, right? you basically you just made the the whole aim assist is too too op argument. You literally just made it invalid. 
if you think about it, because of what you said. Like, you don't get to have that amount of control and then complain because somebody who doesn't use the same kind of input that is not mm-hmm. as precise, not as quick, has a little bit of assist to it. You essentially, you killed the argument right there. You just killed it. So where I'll say that there is an, that where I'll say the issue lies, it's not in the aim itself, aim assist itself. Because, you know, we've all seen the clips where people, you know, whether they're using legal aim assist or they're using, you know, the special helper kind that they pay <laughs> monthly for. Um, you know, there's there are instances in which the controller player wins the fight because they're able to take advantage of aim assist and have that work out for them. Um, in a perfect environment, you don't try to balance this, right? You don't try to make them equal to each other. Mm-hmm. You try to give them strengths and weaknesses, and you balance the game so that people on mouse and keyboard can play the game to benefit, to, to reach maximum benefit of their input. And same with people on controller. So if I'm on controller, I want to be up close to you. I want to be running around circles around you, trying to get shots off you, letting you know, letting the aim assist hang on to the target as best as can. If I'm on, you know, uh, mouse and key, and I've played both in Warzone extensively. I played Cold War on mouse and key. Okay, so I'm not just mouthing off. I've done both of these. I don't want to be up close. I don't want you within five feet of me. I want to be farther back. I want to hit you where I can see you. I can track you better, and I can use my precision to go for the headshots and get those kills. And and that's how the two inputs should be balanced. This idea that we should make them functionally identical in some ways, that neither one has an advantage in different ways, is impossible. Right. Yeah, and, you know, so it'll be interesting to see if what those guys were saying about um, the the next game is, um, if that's actually true. I mean, you know, like you said earlier, things change from what they play now, even to the beta. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and then from the beta to actually the full release. So it'll be interesting to see, see how it works out. But, um, the other thing that I thought was, uh, interesting, even though I don't play it, uh, it might be something that I'll look into and I want to briefly, uh, you know, just cover it so we can get into the, to, to the real fun, which is the war zone stuff. But you know, the zombies, I think what they're doing with the zombies is actually pretty cool. It seems more appealing to me. It's it's more of an extraction zombie game, right? Like, yeah. I, I and I think I think that it's a nice take, and you know, also being able to you know pull all of the Call of Duty lore into it and mix it all together, and it's still done by Treyarch, so it's still going to be very good. Yeah, you know, and they I think they brought in fun. they brought in things that are from the Treyarch zombies, like the mystery crates, the um the uh, the ray gun and the monkey bombs and everything else like that's yeah. i think that was a really cool uh addition to you know what they're doing and i know a lot of the dmz players are probably pissed off but you know um yeah. actually you know what i don't feel bad for them because dmz damn near ruined <laughs> our game so screw them well I'm i feel kidding. i feel bad that they're invested that much into it and it's it's going to probably die off with the next uh with the next full full title um so that's unfortunate for them but i think I think DMZ missed in a lot of ways. It didn't. It didn't live up to the hype, certainly. And I think because they were timid at the end of the day with what they wanted it to be, they didn't have a clear. They had ideas, and they couldn't come together and figure out like a clear path of like we want it to be, you know, um, uh, what's it called, light, right? Like Tarkov light, which mm. is kind of what they what was billed as. And the reality is, it, it wasn't that at all, um, which was disappointing for a lot of people. Um, but you know, having, you know, cold war zombies, which is this round mode is kind of based off of was, I think a lot of fun. I'm not 
the biggest on the round based gameplay. It's to be honest, too high stress for me to play at length without just being like, all right, that's it. I'm frazzled. I'm going to go to bed. Well, you want to be <laughs> able to like... stop at some point, not be like, oh my God, <laughs> yeah. I'm at like, you know, round 33. <laughs> I need to keep going here. It's four o'clock in the morning, you know? Yeah. And I, I felt like the, um, the open world zombies in Cold War, I thought that was a lot of fun because you could just roam around, you could do your own thing, you could work together, you could kind of split off. And sometimes there were missions to do, but like there were times I would just roam the map fight little bands of zombies and just kind of have fun um super casual i never you know i didn't i'm not a big zombies player generally so i didn't take it super seriously and honestly when when i just wanted to to work on the battle pass and and level guns that was Mm -hmm. an excellent way to do it um i had a great time so no complaints about about what they're doing i think that they are inching closer to finding a really good blend of extraction shooter and kind of that br feel you know i've said it before and i'll say it again i think the first game to really nail an extraction br is going to just go crazy and i feel like every year they're inching to being able to successfully do that well it'd be great i mean it'd be great if they did i i you know i i i i have faith that they'll actually be able to do that at some point yeah. Cod's been fair, you know, say what you want about Call of Duty, but in a lot of ways, they've been very innovative with some of the things that they've done. You know, yeah. I mean, some of it uh, works, know, some of it doesn't. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, Modern Warfare 2 didn't work. You know, <laughs> I think, no, I think there was, there, you know, I think when you look at their original vision, they did, they definitely envisioned BRs on the decline. They didn't expect BRs to, to come back the way that they did. And so I think they got kind of, they put their eggs in one basket and the basket was rotten. Dude, that's um, that's crazy though that they I don't know what what data they were looking at to suggest that. You know, were they basing well, at, that off of the player count once Caldera hit because that's not looking at it realistically because that map no, was dog I don't shit think so at all. I think it. when you look they probably look at the timeline. So I, I I worked this timeline out with uh Modern Warzone once and they probably sat down and decided to plan out what to do with this game probably season 6 of 2019 into the first couple of months of cold war and you look around the space and be you know Warzone was the shining br and it was at the time a cheater infested pile of crap in a lot of ways you had the doof doof meta going crazy you had people were pissed off left and right and you look at um you look at the other brs out there um dead by daylight i think is one of them that was dying um pubg was just about dead fortnite was dying Apex was dying. Like these games were not being enjoyed. They were being abandoned. Um, player counts were low. Sentiment was low. And, you know, around the time you also had Dr. Disrespect starting up talking about his game modes. And you had Tarkov was really popping off and starting to really get a foothold. And I think that everyone sat, you know, people sat around the boardroom table. They they looked at their, you know, their uh their glass ball of, of the mm-hmm. future, you know, with the fortune teller. And they said, what, where are we going to be in three years? And I think they looked at all the signs and said, I think BRs are done. And the next one is going to be this extraction shooter. And they, and they, they set their course and, and started marching down it, building DMZ, building all this, building all this stuff out. And then lo and behold, uh, I think it was Fort, uh, Fortnite came out with no build apex. I think it was season 17 came out, um, or seven, one of the two, one of those two. But they had a big resurgence on Apex. Um, you know, Valorant uh, has always kind of done its thing, but you you just you just had this resurgence in BR. A uh, Fall Guys came out. You know what? Fall Guys 
huge on the BR. Surprising, right? To hear me, to hear someone say that. But Fall, Fall Guys was considered like the ultimate casual BR, and it was it was a lot of fun. A lot of people enjoyed it. So yeah, and and you look at at all of that, and I think it reinvigorated the interest in the in the uh, in the mode. And so by the time the game was ready to release, you know they'd already committed. I think at the end of the day, when you when you map out the history, when the, when the, someone tells the history of Modern Warfare Two, I think that's it's going to follow that pattern. And that's you know for for good or worse, you know they had some great ideas that we're going to hopefully reap the benefits of. And um, you know they've it sounds like they've recommitted to the BR going forward, and we're going to see a lot more of that in Warzone. Um, yeah, on the new map. Yeah, no, it's uh, you know, and I saw the new map today. Um, it's incredible. Not a lot of open spaces. Uh, Ted did say that it is smaller than Almazra. Um, mm-hmm. The color shading is is it's more Verdansk ish. Um, you know, and and maybe that's more noticeable too because you know you go from a map without like Almazra that's like you know bright bright yellow de- desert sand and <laughs> sand. You know, and then you go uh, to dreary Urzikstan, Eastern European, you know, look to it, um, you know, but they, they've got a lot of, you know, I think there's like six or 10 POIs, like really big POIs, a lot of buildings. So that means there's going to be a lot of loot in them. Um, you know, there is a downtown yep. area. Uh, they've got a power plant area. There's farming area. Uh, I believe there's even a prison of some sort too, if I remember correctly, but you know, they just overall the way the map looks, it, it looks really awesome. And uh, you know, I can't wait to play it. And you know, unfortunately we gotta wait until December before we can do that. And that'll be yeah. here before you know it, to be honest. Yeah, well. Well, I'm looking forward to that as well. I had a really good um I had a really good listen to it. So people talking about it, they were excited, they seemed to enjoy it. Um heard us people enjoyed snipering. You know, yep. a lot of uh there's congested areas, but there's some open spaces. Um you know, I, I'm curious to see what the uh, what the the I'm trying to remember the name that I came up with for it, but the un the untenable space in um, in the new map. So what I mean by that is when when you look at a map, right, there are certain areas that they're, they're just dead zones. They're no man's land, right? You cannot stay there, or you will be killed immediately. Yeah, you, you don't have, go there. You know, th- yeah, you don't go there. You go through there, right? And when you look at Verdansk, right, the amount of dead space on that map was not like the the ratio was pretty low like maybe i think it was like maybe 15 percent of that map was dead space you had the you had the big canals of death right and you had um you had some open space kind of in the north towards atc and then Um, the farmland farmland, right but it's not like huge chunks of it then you look at caldera so i compared that you know so i i have a i have one map where i highlighted all the dead space and then you look at caldera and it's like easily 60% of the map is that dead zone. Yeah. Right. Especially with that at, big hill in the center that you can yep. essentially see down into all of it from any, you yeah. know, any yep. direction. So it was dead zone and it was all dead zone easily, you know, <laughs> dead zone and looked down upon. So it made it even worse. But then you look at Almazra and even though Almazra has a lot of dead space, the dead, the POIs are are dense and they're well designed and there's not a lot of like cross shooting between the spaces, right? So you yeah you between the POIs, space, yeah you transit you transit between two dead you know two POIs and yeah while you're in transit you're vulnerable but you get to the new spot and and somebody from a third POI is probably not likely to be to be beaming at you as much and that I think is 
what makes Almazro work well in terms of you know the playability of the map. Now, camping, you know, you could argue is is the side effect of that, where people will are more likely to camp in areas they know that they can see people coming to them. But um, I don't think that that's a huge. I don't think that's the same negative as you have on Caldera, where it's just like you just have to exist in an area, like, and you're just going to get shot in the in, in the top of the head by somebody above you, and that's just the, you know welcome to the map, right? So from what I've seen and what I've heard, the ratio of dead space is more Verdansk like than Caldera or Almazra. Yeah. So even though you know there will be some open spaces, most of them there's cover, there's buildings, there's places to go, there's hard cover, and I think that's going to make the from what I've seen and heard that makes the playability of that map very very good. Well, that's that's why them making the movement improvements is going to be good too, right? Because if you're fighting in a condensed area, you need to be able to navigate that area quickly. Mm-hmm and traverse the area quickly. And so their movement improvements that they, that they made, that they clearly made based on what we seen, saw today, um, yep. you know, is, uh, the, you know, that it plays, it's going to play well for this map, you know, and that's why, like we've talked about, you know, Verdansk before and people, you know, claim it, you know, wanting to bring it back and everything. And, you know, and I said, if you bring it back with this kind of movement, you're not going to like the way it plays. It won't play the same. Right. Yeah. So this map is going to play. I think it's going to play faster uh, to me. Yeah. So some of the things that they're talking about, um, the map's name is Urzikstan. Um, it will have the modern warfare three movement. Ghost will only work while moving. So don't yes. think you're going to get ghost and then go camp a fucking building. Um, Time to run high t- alert. <laughs> now, I don't know about this. Stop it. Stop it. I don't know about this. I, I, Stem tactical boost movement. So the stem tactical boost movement. I don't know how I feel about that for a couple reasons. One, that stem, the stem syringe has been the root cause and issue several times with different glitches that were screwing the game up. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I'm almost of the, of the belief to just take them out and leave them out. Don't bring them back in at all. Um, and then the other thing is, is like, if they're already giving us faster movement, why do we need the stem boost? You know, so I, I, I don't know how yeah. I feel about that. Red dots will be on the mini map. Uh, what's also great is, is so the ammo you're going to be able to keep in a separate backpack. So you'll have slots for all the types of ammo. So if you're sniping and I'm not, but I have sniper, you know, I can pick up sniper ammo and store it for you. So that's good. So that, you know, that I think that'll increase uh, teamwork. And this is the one thing I think this is one of the biggest changes they've made to Warzone since the first Warzone came out. The gas mask is equipped manually. You can toggle it on and off. I saw it. It's glorious. So that's pretty awesome. Here's a question. I don't know if you saw this. If I put it on and I'm not in gas, does it tick? I don't think so. Perfect. Beautiful. Yeah, I don't don't think. And it even works against gas bombs, too. So the tear gas. So yeah, that's really that. cool. And then here's one that, that, that you and I have talked about several times. Um, you know, in the current iteration of Warzone, y- you um, if if you hop in the water and you have an AR and an SMG, yes. you're just shit out of luck. Yeah. This iteration um, yes. or update, you're gonna always have a pistol. So still in you, your pocket. You yes. hop in. You hop in the water. It'll automatically pull out a pistol no matter what you're using. So I think that's pretty dope. Praise me. Yeah. Um and again, I, I covered the uh <laughs> the tear gas countered the gas uh, you know countered yeah. by the gas mask. So that's pretty awesome. Do I think skill-based matchmaking will be stricter? 
I don't, I don't think they'll know, change man. it. Um, I, I know that they're constantly looking at that because, you know, you want to try to keep players within a certain range of their skill skill set, you know? Um, yeah. You know, and I know they've tried to address that. I don't actually feel the, the SBMM as much in, in this war zone as I did the last one for whatever reason. Um, but, you know, in, in ranked, it'll definitely, you know, there'll still be some skill-based matchmaking as well. So Well, ranked uh, will the strictest, but I think we'll see it similar to how we see it now. I don't think they'll change that formula too much. Yeah, I don't think it's too bad right now. Um, you know, not for me personally. Now, for some people, it may mm-hmm. be, but that's a good question, Jay. Um, the other thing is, too, is they are bringing back Fortune's Keep and Rebirth. And Rebirth Island. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Which... You're, the, you're the resurgence demon. <laughs> Well, you know what? It's going to be, uh, it's been long asked for. It's something that, you know, I know on my squad that, you know, I've got, I've got some, some rebirth diehards that that's all they want to play. And, uh, you know what? Uh, it's interesting because I, they didn't mention that. So here's the thing. They didn't say during the broadcast that they're bringing it back. They displayed a graphic on screen and they let us all, all read it. Right. But they didn't say that out loud. No, so I thought I they said it. it was going to be in the rotation. It was going to be like a four-map rotation. But they didn't say the words, so I didn't know. So I could only listen to it. I couldn't watch. Uh, I couldn't I get, see anything. That's what you're saying. I, I get it now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they didn't say the words Rebirth, Rebirth Island in that part. They talked about it when they got to um, mobile. They talked about yeah. it extensively during mobile. But during that segment, it was, um, it was, it was on screen. Everybody saw the, the map rotations, all of that. So I was like just online kind of looking through stuff afterwards. And I saw people talking about it, and I'm like, well, great. I'm excited for mobile. And then I looked at him like, that doesn't say mobile. What did I miss? <laughs> so I um, I was able to make, you know you, you know my buddy Foil, I was able to make his day this afternoon by sending him that screenshot, and uh, he's excited. Probably the first time I've heard him actually excited to play in a year. You know what I think they're doing by doing that? Because we, you and I both know they are not going to bring Verdance back. And the reason why is because you, you and I know it's going to draw people away from when that officially launches. And we'll discuss mm-hmm. that here in just a second. So to throw those people a bone, they're bringing back the other resurgence, perhaps, you know, to kind of, I feel like it's almost a peace offering of sorts. Yeah, well, I feel like resurgence hasn't hit right this year. You know, Ashika is trash and, you know, as much as I, I think Vondel is a great map, I think it plays better as a BR map than it does as a resurgence map, to be honest. Yeah, it's really and, hard to, I mean, it's hard to regain in any of them, but especially in Vondel. If you get mm-hmm. in a blender, you're not going to regain, man. You're just no. shit out and of luck. So, so I think um, I think it's smart. They've already got two maps. They already, two good maps. You know, they've spent some time reworking them. Hopefully the windows are the proper size so you can jump through them. And um, it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a good year next year to have those two maps, to at least have Re- uh, Rebirth Island back for the uh, Rebirth means out there. Yeah, that's awesome. You know what? We should actually backtrack just a second to regular Warzone because there's something, shame on us, for not covering the Gulag. So the Gulag, uh-huh. from what I saw, um, and I know one of these things makes you very happy, and it, it makes me happy too, um, they, there will not be a flag. It's a timer or yes. a zipline out. You can actually zip line out of the gulag if you can get you can to it. Zip line out of the gulag, and you can kill the guy on the zip line. Yeah, you can kill the guy on the zip line while yeah. also being on the zip line underneath. Yes, somebody. I think somebody did that, or they said they did in a play test. Yeah, uh, which is awesome. 
It's phenomenal. I hate that flag. I think that is the dumbest mechanic in that map, you know, in the gulag because it's, not it's consistent. just it's not consistent. It, the 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 circle to counter it to stop the timer because if it's contested it stops the timer but the circle to stop the timer is so darn small you have to be up somebody's <clears> nose <throat> to counter it so you could be literally put pumping rounds into somebody and you can't get close enough you physically cannot get close enough to stop the timer or get the kill before you know they get the they get the cap on it it's it's especially in rank especially well, in rank it's so I don't dumb. I don't like how there's been several times over the years where I'm in the process of shooting somebody and putting rounds in them, they're taking damage and they're able to cap the flag while yep. I'm shooting them. You know, I, I, well, I don't... Okay. Want... No, I had that happen to me the other night in ranked where I, I, I looped the entire thing. I couldn't find the guy. Flag popped up. I laid down on it. He threw a Molotov and it was a race to see whether the Molotov killed me or the flag got capped first. And I, I'm, I am not proud to say that I accepted the flag cap and, and re... Uh, <laughs> drop back hey, in. <laughs> take the dude. Just take the dub. Take the dub and move on. Anytime you can get out of the good, the oh, gulag, dirty. that's a good. That's a that's a plus. But so the other thing is, and Ted Timmons, who man, he's British, so he can't. But I vote for that man <laughs> for president for what he's been doing this last year. You know, and just just the improvements that he's made to, um, you know, Warzone since he's come uh, come along, but. He said that there's going to be uh, a, like four maps, like four different gulags that'll rotate. One of which, yes, I don't know how I feel about nighttime. this. Is the nighttime with the canted laser sight? I don't know about that, bro. But I think it's super cool, and I'm gonna fucking hate it every time I have to deal with it. I'm gonna be like, be ready to buy me back because this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so but yeah. I thought that was cool. So, so yeah, just uh, wanted to make sure that we talked about the gulag. That's oh, and, and here's you know, what the, here's what he talked about the gulags. I want I want to I want to throw this in there because this is a major gripe of mine that I've had in this in this gulag that we've been saddled with for so long. They're bringing three lane gulags back. So the original, the OG map, the OG gulag was a traditional three lane map, right? You yeah, had he did say that. The two outsides. You had the circle in the middle with the path to it. Three lanes. Great. Great. It's it's the Vondel it's the the Vondel one um, reskinned. So if you if you didn't if you missed the original, but you're playing Vondel uh, on the BR, that's the Gulag that you know the best Gulag they've ever done. And um, but all three all four maps in rotation should be three lane maps should have the same progression, um, same feel to them. So I think that is phenomenal. This whole unbalanced you know two levels on one end and weird hallway with. Uh, Whatever they're doing, whatever they did for this one, just I don't know if they hit the margarita bar a little early and said let's design a map. But I'm excited. I I don't hate this gulag as much as I've hated some of the others, but it's just not great like the current one that we're in. And basically, yeah. dude, I play it like a bitch anyway. Now, like I <laughs> fucking I I I'm not I'm not afraid to admit when I get in that gulag, I don't play aggressive that, that much. I'll go sit in that side building over there, opposite of those Connex boxes. And I will sound whore. I will sit my ass in a corner and sound whore. Um, you know, yep. because I just was tired of getting clapped in it early on, man. I was terrible in it. But um, but yeah, so that was uh I thought the gulag thing is uh kind of a nice nice little uh nice little change up there by Ted. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. I um I, I wanna go back and I wanna find some footage of the gulag being played because I think I think I'm gonna like it from what I heard. Um so yeah, I you know what? I think the changes they're making are good. I think they're finding a balance between the high intensity, you know, top tier player styles and, you know, us average, slightly above average players 
And I think that's a good thing. Well, that's, you know, that's what J-Rock tweeted earlier. You know, I'm going to sum it up. Basically, he's like, it seems like the game is going to be good for the top 1%, but also good for the rest of us 99%, you know, essentially. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but that's that's essentially yeah. the, I agree. Maybe, you know, maybe it is that way. Maybe everyone can be happy. Well, everyone will be unhappy because that's, you know, it's Warzone and that's, you know, well, that's to Call of Duty community. too. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but yeah, overall, man, I thought the event was really, uh, again, it was top notch. Their production value is just out of this world. Um, Speaking of production value, did you see um, anybody, uh, all the posts about the, um, the vending machines? No. Oh, they had, so they oh, had yeah, um, yeah, vending yeah. machines the set up. Vending machines? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, from zombies. So they t- they took yep. uh, zombies has um, pack a punch machine and you know so these machines right that give you perks and, and guns yeah. and stuff. And they have them set up to do water and, and um, uh, around around the stage. It was uh, th- it was cool to see. So the like the production value again. What you're saying to the production value. It was a uh, it was phenomenal. Like just the steps they took to really make the event look cool, feel cool, make the people that got to go um, feel like they were part of something special, which I think, you know, a lot of companies, they don't do as good a job as that. Nope. No, and I, I, I'm curious to see. I always like seeing the tweets where they show off, like, the swag that they got from being there. Yeah. Like, I think that cool. stuff is um, that stuff is cool, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm happy that those people got to go. I'd love to go, but um, I don't bring anything to the table marketing-wise for these cats, so. Well, that's why we got to get our podcast growing. Yeah, I know. I know. Speaking of podcasts, (laughs) so we are going to be looking to get this uploaded onto Spotify by Monday. So anytime you guys can go and listen on Spotify, that would that would be fantastic. We would appreciate that. You know, tell all your friends, tell your tell your mom, everybody. Yeah, if you haven't found us on Spotify, we're you know just search for uh, slightly above average gamers. You will see uh, the wonderful temporary logo that they auto generated for me. Common ocean waves relaxation a good counter to the rage that we feel every time we play this stupid game (laughs) (laughs) hey listen last night it was good vibes man i had no rage that was last friday i was about to lose my shit yeah i i i went to get on i was like you know what kids gone to bed early wife said she's tired it's my birthday i'm gonna do a birthday stream i'm gonna hop on i go i fire up my xbox i gotta load into the game download 32 megs, two-hour time wait. I went, oh. Oh, man. <laughs> did it take the full time, or did it just speed up? Uh, it took, like, 40 minutes. But, you know, by that time, it was it was pushing 10. And, uh, you know, most people are already on their way to bed. And I didn't, you know, when I when I peeked online to see who was there, there were only, like, five people online. So I'm like, you know what? It's going to be a wash of a night. But I will be on first thing tomorrow. Um, I have the day off work. I okay. have a PlayStation queued up. I will have the beta live, and we will get to actually see what this, what all these changes feel like. No, that's that's great. So yeah, if you guys aren't already following um, us on our streaming pages, he's on the green app, Sub One KD off Kick, and I am JW7TV over on Twitch. Um, I am actually about to go live here shortly after this. I got to go review a quick presentation for my son, and then I'm going to hop on and get some games in. Did you have anything right. else that you want to cover, or do you want to take us no, out? Oh man, I think we I think we did great. Um, hit hit everything. Uh, we had a good event. Been uh, you know a lot. I mean, there's so much to unpack, but you know we've got to keep our time a little bit under control. And you know, to be uh, to be completely honest, I think we hit everything we need to hit. So 
thank you uh, for joining us. Thanks for everyone listening at home. And uh, once again, check us out on Spotify, uh, slightly above average gaming podcast. Um, we are going to be pushing our Twitter a bit more going forward. We have some graphics coming, so expect to see more from us officially on the podcast, not just Jay or myself tweeting out randomly. Um, but yeah, we'd appreciate the follow on Spotify. Um, as Jay mentioned, I am on Kick Green App, um, kick.com slash sub1kd. Jay is, of course, on uh, Twitch, twitch.com slash j007tv. And uh, together we are the Slightly Above Average Gaming Podcast. Thank you all for coming by. Appreciate you. And we'll see you next time. This has been Sub One Kitty, along with J007TV and the Slightly Above Average Gaming Podcast. We're logging off now, so we'll see you next time.